You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. Now, as now all marketers are familiar, of course, with the concept of branding, but what exactly a brand is, and especially how best to develop and strengthen a brand, is kind of an open question. And one key concept is brand cultivation. That is the process of kind of discovering your company's core value and then developing that into something that you can articulate in different media and that really engages your audience. And my guest today is an expert on this concept of brand cultivation. He is Arnie Hurdy, founder at Bay Creative, which is a full-service B2B marketing agency. Arnie, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Hey, thanks, Jeremy. Nice to be on. Appreciate being here. Yeah. So, well, I gave my little definition of brand cultivation, but really you're the expert here. So I want to make sure that I, that I got it right. What, yeah. what does brand cultivation mean in your own words? Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for asking. You know, I, I guess we're not farmers and we're not gardeners, although we might be on the side, but, you know, yeah. but generally, but generally it's kind of a, for us, it's kind of a, you know, a mental framework for looking at how to deal with branding in a brand. We like to think of an organization's brand as a a living organism, let's say, right? You cultivate people, you cultivate plants. And, you know, when, when you cultivate a plant, you have, you have the core elements that the plant needs. You have the seed, you have the soil, you have the sun. But how you manage those things will help determine how that plant grows, whether it yields good fruit, you know, whether it's something that you want to have. And so in the same way, your brand has – you have a vision. You have a purpose for your organization. You have your passion for what you do at your company. And all the people who are there, of course, are alive, you know, for the most part, and, you know, after they've had their coffee – and uh, and so you know bringing that brand out bringing that brand to fruition is is a similar idea so you know with, with larger organizations i think a, a lot of times and a lot of people working in marketing are dealing with brands that exist right so in the same in the same manner as you would come in and prune a tree or you know make sure the soil's fertilized and things are working properly there you 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 kind of have in the back of your mind what you want that tree to be or what you want that plant to be it's the same thing it's the same thing with regards to a brand you're 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 trying to do the make the small moves make the little adjustments make the things that you need to do to make sure that that, that thing is being expressed as well as it can be and as true to the to the integrity of the brand as as you can get as you can get it as well kind of well, like a short at- summary i guess yeah go ahead yeah, yeah. I, I like that analogy of kind of like growing a plant, you know. Uh-huh. So let's talk about an example. When you start working with a new client, kind of take us through what the process looks like of, of developing and cultivating a brand. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, you know, in, in the instance of an organization that already has a very, very well thought out brand or a brand that's already, you know, at play, a larger a larger organization that's already done a lot of the work of developing what it is that they 
what it is that they want to say. They might have brand guidelines. They might have everything, everything under the sun as far as that goes and templates. It's a matter of, it's a matter of, of looking at whatever particular project you have. Maybe you're creating a video, maybe you're creating a PowerPoint deck, maybe you're creating a, a presentation that is, or, you know, some other asset or working on some other project and, you know, mapping that and, and interpreting what is said in those guidelines and, you know, getting that brought out as well as, as can be, but always having an open ear to, to how the person you're working with directly is, is, is trying to apply, apply basically their brand. So, you know, you'll have it like a sales presentation, let's say, you know, some, somebody it's easy to get, it's easy to get off the track and, and, you know, start, start coming up with ideas that are good, but might not be, you know, within the, 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 the scope of, of the, of the identity of the, of the organization, you know, creating, creating a brand from, from scratch or, or mm-hmm. reinventing a brand for somebody might be more along the lines of, of developing a style. You know, lately we've been starting to talk a lot about brand style at Bay Creative and thinking in terms of brand style. And, you know, identity is kind of an icy cold term, right? Here's your identity. Here's my driver's license. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very prescriptive. But a style, you start to think of, you know, all the things coming together and giving you a feeling. And, 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 and again, it, it starts, mm-hmm. it, always, it always has to tie back to those core, to those core components, to the vision, to the passion and, and that core energy of what, you know, what makes that, what makes that company tick, why, why they get up in the morning and go to work. You would think that any company that's up and running would have a pretty strong sense of what makes them tick, you know, sort of what their brand style is. But if that was actually true, then there'd be no need for you, (laughs) you know, or like a lot of marketing agencies that help, that help companies do that. So what is it that you find that's so challenging about kind of getting down to the core of what your brand is really all about? Well, I think it's I think it's it's the context, right? Especially in B two B, a lot of people are very immersed in their technology and in what they do, and they think in terms of describing themselves and 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 presenting themselves in terms of what they do, what they make. They're excited about what they do, naturally, and m- maybe what they're doing is amazing. They're creating some incredible software. They're creating some incredible technology, right? But how that is how that is interpreted or or perceived by an audience or or the or the people who are interested in maybe engaging with that organization are not necessarily as are not coming from the same vantage point. They're not as excited about the technology. Let's say, like you know, you've got this great you know, it, you're excited about it, but does everybody else need to know? You know, do they do they really care? And so it, it, it's, it's kind of putting that, putting that filter on it to, to, you know, to express who they are to the, to the audience they need to talk to in a way that is relevant to that audience in a way that has meaning to them. Because, you know, at the, at, you know, the, the, the marketing is, is, you know, it, it's interactive and it's engaging, right? But at, at, in the one sense, it's also, you know, one way, right? You're projecting out what you are. 
And the impression you're making going out, you don't have that feedback yet. It's not necessarily an interactive conversation off the bat. So you want to have you want to have that right presentation coming out, coming out the shoot. Mm-hmm. I think you make a really important point here that when we're talking about a brand or cultivating it and developing that style or maybe like tone that you're going mm-hmm. after, mm-hmm. it has to start with the audience you're trying to reach and kind of work backward from there. And of course, yeah. it has to map onto it has to map onto what you actually do and you know who you are and what you make. But but if I'm hearing you correctly, it's it's not really like starting with okay, our product. Let's list all the features and then go from there. Because, like you say, the your audience probably doesn't really care. At least not right off the bat. You have to make them care by having a brand voice and a style that articulates what's in it for them, and then only through that journey of getting closer to your product, might they become more enamored with like all the cool stuff that your product actually does. Am I on the right track there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it's, it's what, what are you doing for me? Right. So yeah. what good is, what good is your brand to me? You know, what good is having a relationship with you for me, for my business? What's, what's happening there. And, uh, and, you know, the person, the person at the other side of that, the, the, the company or the organization developing that thing that's good for you is not necessarily the best at articulating that message, at, at communicating that. They're, they're doing their job. They're doing what they do best. They're figuring out all the little technical details. They're making it good, right? But, uh, but the person at the other end is, is using that. And they have a different experience, you know? You know, you take like a shovel, right? I mean, there may be all kinds of, you know, technology in the design of the, of the shovel, the, the, the metal, the, you know, the shape of the bevel, you know, the handle, all whatever, you know. Whatever goes into doing that and making an absolute excellent shovel, you know, does the person buying that or using that need to know all that? No, they're not interested in that. They're, they're interested in what they're going to be able to do with that and how that's going to help yeah. them you know, in their, in their journey going forward. So that's, that's a lot of what branding does, I think, is to, you know, distill down to the, to the core value in that sense for the customer and their perception of it, of what it needs to be. Right. The core value and the idea of, the and customer. the idea of, and the idea of cultivation is, hmm. is, 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 is as, as you're cultivating, you're always thinking back to the core and you're always working with those core elements. So, so whatever message you wind up having, whatever, whatever expression of, you know, your organization you see through your branding, how always has integrity because you're always tying that back to the vision. You're always tying it back to the passion and the, and the, and the core value proposition that your organization has just by having that idea, just by having that Mm -hmm. concept of cultivating. When I think of cultivating I also think of something that's ongoing, not something that you do once and then you're done, but something that you do again and again, and it's kind of a never-ending process. And I assume that that would apply to cultivating a brand as well. Precisely. Yeah. I mean, you, you, could, have a, you could have your, your idea, you know, your, your line in the sand you know, that you've drawn, you've, you've, you've rolled out your new stuff, your new colors, your new logo, your new imagery, your new identity, your new messaging. Uh, but it's it, it it is it is in that sense a very much a conversation, and you, you know you find out 
you find out what happens when that gets put out in the real world and, and starts interacting. Again, wanting to stay true to your core vision for the brand and, and the brand identity, but, you know, dealing with the, dealing with the instances as they come up, making the changes and adjustments as you need to accommodate or, or you know, fitting it with the circumstances that arise. Is cultivating a brand different than growing a brand or growing brand awareness, or are they kind of the same thing? Well, I mean, just like, you know, I would say like, you know, you know, just cultivation can lead to growth, right? And if you cultivate mm. something, you know, if you cultivate something, it can grow. And hopefully, you know, if you've cultivated something, it grows in the way you want it to. If you've, if you've, if you've handled, if you've, you've handled that part of the process, if you're managing something that way, it's growing in a way you want it to grow. It's, it's, it's developing in the way you want it to develop. You have some, some vision and idea about how that's going to happen or, or what's, where it's going to go, where it's going to lead to. Like so definitely brand, growth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, that's, you know, that's why, that's why these organizations have, you know, uh, you know, whole teams assigned to the brand and managing the brand and keeping track. Yeah. So what's your advice for marketing teams that, that want to get better at brand cultivation? <laughs> that's good. I would say that I would say that a good way for an organization to look at developing their brand is to is to again to return to those core sensibilities about who they are and to be rock solid on what their vision is you know, what what their purpose their reason for existing is and and make sure that they're crystal clear on that and to develop your you know to develop your vision around around those around those those core those core values i mean you know, that kind of gets down to like what what a bit you know what businesses are you know some businesses are very very reactive you know they they respond to something in the marketplace and they're reacting to it that's a different that's a different challenge than a company that is more on the side of invention and creation and you know companies that are trying to in you know develop new things and and ideas that are going out there so is there's the different 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 approaches for for both of those i would say for the companies though that are interested in developing something and creating something new and leading in their in their field whatever that is however big that is then then staying to your your core you know vision inspiration your passion, your, you know, your impetus for doing what you're doing, your value, staying really clear on those things and letting that be the, the guiding, you know, the guiding principles for developing your brand are, are really the key things. We typically, we typically, you know, like to work with words first and, you know, develop concepts around words first and then move into, you know, the visualization of that. That's ordinarily how the process goes. It doesn't have to go that way, but but staying true to that core is the main thing, and that's what we're yeah. hoping that the idea of cultivation communicates. You know, the idea of cultivating means you're not you're, you're you're staying true to those roots. You're staying true to the core. 
And I would think that any company that's had really any level of success over time has early, early on done a pretty good job of developing product market fit. And as part of yes. that, they've probably talked to a lot of their prospects to get a sense of you know how, how to fit things together. And that talking to those prospects who might become customers is going to be a crucial part of not only product market fit, but that's naturally going to be part of the process of cultivating a brand. Yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting that's an interesting point, and there's there's a trick there, I think, and you can you can get a little bit lost asking your customers what they think, and you have to kind of take that with a big grain of salt. There there is again that kind of goes back to the reactive and leader driver positions, right? You can ask what your customers think, but you have to ask yourself why your organization is here. Is your organization, does your organization, does your company, does it exist to create and invent and inspire? Or is it to react and respond to what the market is saying or your idea of what the market might be saying and what you're hearing from people that you're talking to in the marketplace are they even saying what they really mean or really feel mm -hmm. you know it, it's it's pretty tricky i think that if you're if you're an organization that is interested in you know taking a leadership position i think it's really critical that organizations like that think along the lines of it's our job to inspire it's our job to surprise and delight and invent things for people and so again then how, how do you do that well you go to those you go to those core values that passion you know and that inspiration that you have as an organization you stay true to that that's like a, a little sacrosanct area there that you want to you know a uh, treasure you know and hold tight and not get maybe distracted by by what other people say just too much you know especially i've heard i've, heard, I've actually heard some some company i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but no, i actually okay. heard some companies that have like they do customer surveys and they do it really just to kind of appease the customers to make customers feel like they're engaged but they don't really listen to it too much or they take it very very <laughs> with a big grain of salt, you know, and, and decide, oh, we're still going to do this. But, you know, it's nice to know what people are thinking. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'll keep that in mind next time I get one of those surveys, you know, from some company <laughs> and be like, oh, they're not going to actually pay attention to this. But they aren't paying attention to that. But that, that's interesting what you're describing. So it's sort of a delicate balance, right? On yeah. the one hand, and it's always going to be a little bit of both, right? On the one hand, of course, you want to listen to the market and respond mm -hmm. to your customers and have a very deep understanding of what they care about. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, you also have your own beliefs and reasons that you started the company and the reasons the company exists. And so you're not just an order taker. You're not just doing whatever your prospects tell you on a whim that maybe you should do. Obviously, you can't run a business that way. No, no. So, right. It's a mix of those core values that you hold dear, no matter what anybody else might say, necessarily, like all the naysayers, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. At the same time, as your business grows and you're getting to know your prospects better, of course, you want to take into consideration what they seem to be responding to. Yeah. I mean, it's just like people, right? One of the most interesting people you know are the people who are kind of 
you know, individual and unique and they, they, you know, they come up with the, you know, their own take on things, right? As opposed to people who are maybe driven more by, you know, what they heard or, you know, glomming on to things, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's like anything else, you know, it, it, you know, you're, you're more interesting when you're, when you're drawing from your, from your, 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 you know, what's inside you basically, right? Yeah, taking a risk or doing something new and, and yeah. not trying to to be everything to all people, right? That's Yeah, I got the nerve to be myself. I'm mm-hmm. I'm brave enough to be who I you know, who I really am, right? And yeah. that, people appreciate that, I think. It it, it takes mm. some you know, takes some some courage, you know, to do that. But but at the end of the day it's it's a win. I mean, yeah, you're gonna put some people off maybe too, right? By totally being yourself. You might just but okay, that's fine. You know, not not everybody has to like you. You know, this is such an enjoyable conversation. I we, we could go on and on. There, there's no need to cut this short, but we're going to cut it short anyway. Okay, <laughs> because and you know we'll have you back on the show to to keep the yeah. conversation going. But for now, Arnie, how could people contact you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, I mean, Bay Creative is just you know b a y c r e a t i v e dot com. So our website, Bay Creative. I mean, you can go up there, and there's a there's a button to you know get engaged. So, uh, you know, we would, we would love to hear from folks. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And I know you have, you're on LinkedIn as well. So we'll put, oh, yeah. a, we'll put a link to Bay Creative into your LinkedIn profile, make it easier for our listeners to connect. Yeah. And uh, meanwhile, Arnie, thank you so much for a great conversation. Hey, thank you, Jeremy. Really appreciate it. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.